Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everybody. You are now listening to the Overflow Podcast with Jay and Joaquin. On the attack, because we're not white. Slack. Rap attack. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Overflow Podcast. As always, I am Joaquin. I'm Jay. Somewhere around around there is Jay. And we're glad that you're with us this week. We have stuff, man. So much stuff going on in the world. And I think me and Jay are both tired, tired of it. We're tired of all this stuff. We, we need to go into a bubble, a cone of silence. Like take me off the planet. Right? Like, right. Elon, like just, Elon Musk, if you're listening, if you're watching, send us. Get us to Mars. <laughs> uh, listen, we'll go be the first ones probed by the aliens. That right now is so much better. Oh my gosh, than what's going on all the time around here. Just it's just it's just, you know, more and more and more and more. If it's not COVID, it's protests, it's riots. I'm waiting for the fires, the locusts. Uh. <laughs> yeah, every time, every time something new pops up, I um, I believe that Jumanji me more and more. Yo, it's it's uh, it's it's not. So we're gonna just keep it. We're gonna keep it geeky, and then we're gonna talk a little bit about. Uh, we're gonna try to unpack because we're quite uns- we're not quite sure ourselves. So we're just gonna invite you into the conversation about forgiveness and what that is and how to, how that maybe does that look as believers how does that look in today's current culture uh current climate right in the culture well, so yeah uh, it's basically know, like how, how how the culture within the kingdom has been can i say been or can i say already like morphed itself to looking more like yeah it's, it's been it's been hijacked like yeah it's been hijacked like the culture yeah, the culture, the culture's been the kingdom, the kingdom culture, as you like to say, has been hijacked, and it's it's not going to be televised. Oh because, God, it's already televised. Because all we have is TBN, and it's horrible. Um, both the 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 hijack culture and TBN. <laughs> so, oh, it disappeared. Oh, there we go. Um, need a light. Zach. Need a light like mine. Yeah, I mean, I can boop, boop. So there you are. So we gotta talk about. Well, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, 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 my my ears are ringing or something. I think someone's talking about me. Then they, then then your ears are probably stopped ringing already because not much to talk about. <sighs> Word. All right, so I, I sent Jay this rumor uh, earlier this week because I thought it was fantastical. Oh, my God. It just – that's why I'm, I keep looking down. All right, so, yes, my glasses are on today because my eyes are bugging out with so much work this week and weekend looking at screens. Ah, uh, so. Right now, I'm looking at two more screens, so I need the – the, the help of the blue lens. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, right. So, everybody knows. Everybody knows 
that um, this podcast is have Bible, have nerd, um, have geek stuff, right? So Joaquin sent me this rumor, rumor. It's a rumor. I've been geeking out about it ever since. Correct. But the best part is if that, that um, well, no, no, because that'll be amazing. But the best part about the rumor is that um, even Magda has been geeking out about it. Right. So go ahead. Set it up. Joaquin. All right. So we so we all know we talked about it last week that we got the Snyder Cut coming on HBO Max yes. next year. Now, <laughs> but yet, there's a rumor. There's a rumor. Part of the rumor is that HBO is going to let Snyder kind of continue his DCEU. We don't know what that means. That's the rumor. Does that mean that they're going to let him do like a, a television series to finish Justice League 2 and 3 to kind of wrap up, you know, his arc? We don't know. Yeah, so we don't know if it's going to be movies. Or right? like a television series or like a HBO Max movie, right. right, just for them. Or HBO Max or a movie where they'll cut it up in like four or five. Well, part of those rumors that have come out is that HBO, and I think we talked about it last week, that HBO Max wants um, Ben Affleck to come back and film and shoot his script with a Batman. A bat of the Batman with Mangelinioni Mangelini. <laughs> Manginelli. That dude is too that dude is too huge for you to be messing with. <laughs> I'm never gonna see him. You don't know that. This is Atlanta. Everything gets filmed here. And as long as, long as I stay out of his reach, I'm good. I come in, I come in close. <laughs> I come in close and hug him. Right, right. Don't hurt me. My old, um, my old sensei used to say, used to say, yeah, I mean, you can get five, six degree black belts, right? But, but, you know, doesn't matter how much you know, doesn't matter how big the guy is. One swift kick to the, to the nether regions will put any man on his knees. <laughs> and he's so tall. I'm punching. I'm punching. I'm punching. So why am I paying you? <laughs> I was like, ah, good question. Um, but then, anyway. he, then he turns into a pretzel. You're like, that's why. Um, <laughs> so right. So the Batman is the Batman coming. Now in all of this, there were rumors. There's been be, rumors. Won't be the Batman because man really there's rumors, right? I don't think I sent that to you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so there's all kinds of stuff DC related. So the rumor is that they're close to signing Henry. Now we've heard that Henry Cavill is signing on apparently to show up in to put like, on the cape again. To show up in like Black Adam, Shazam 2. But this and rumor as Superman. But this rumor is that Cavill may be close to signing for a Man of Steel sequel directed by Zack Snyder and co-starring Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock, a.k.a. AKA Hobbs, a.k.a. AKA Black Adam. Now, according to this report that I have in front of me, this is my my uh, my news reporter voice now. According to reports, Cavill is firmly back as Superman in the DCEU. 
The news comes hot on the heels of the announcement that HBO Max will air Zack Snyder's Justice League in 2021. At this point, it is unclear if the Snyder Cut will change the direction of Superman's story. The director's original approach was for a two-part Justice League story. Even if the story stays the same, fans can expect Cavill Superman to be very different the next time he soars on screen. After all, Snyder always intended his brooding, conflicted hero to evolve into the DCEU's ultimate symbol of hope. Right? So, according to, this is off CheatSheet.com. So, according to this, it seems like it's a done deal. Now, what Joaquin found is the jump-off rumor. Right? So, back to you, Joaquin. <laughs> so, the jump-off rumor. Um, let's see. Uh, so, the deal is this. And I'm, I'm reading it from Bounding Comics. This is the rumor, right? He'll show up in Shazam 2 or Black Adam. And then... Um, well, hold on. I got to pull it up. And then that'll lead into his own story. So Johnson wants in on Man of Steel 2. Um, directed by Snyder. And then J.J. Abrams, they're going to keep him just doing kind of the movie-verse stuff. So he'll be, you know, they'll lead, they'll lead him, you know, with Justice League Dark and, and, all, and, all, and all those for HBO Max. There's another rumor I saw where they're saying bringing Cavill back, but having him be in J.J. Abrams' Superman movie. Right. So, I mean, it, it, if you take... Especially I'm, right. J.J. Right. Abrams is as big a DC and Superman fan as Snyder is. Right? So, I'm okay with that. Now, the thing is that, so apparently what, what, what the rumors that we've been reading or hearing about is that they'll have Cavill as Superman and um, cameo roles. Right, like just pop in and pop out, pop in. Kind of like the Hulk in the Marvel Universe. Right? Exactly. Right. And then and then have the Man of Steel sequel with Superman facing off against the Rock's Black Adam. Right. 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 So it would be like so it would be Black Adam. Shazam. Shazam two. And in Shazam two, Superman shows up, which makes the most sense. Right, since he showed up at the end of Shazam. Right, so they've already established that they know each other. Right, and then could you imagine Shazam, Black Adam, boom, 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 boom. It ends with Superman stepping up and like helping Shazam or defeat it, Black Adam. Or and then Man of Steel 2, Black Adam covered after Superman. It's no, done, it's a wrap, film it. Better than that, better than that. The, <laughs> the, the post, the, the ending and the post credit scene of Shazam 2 will be like an appearance of Black Adam, you know, starting stuff with Superman and Shazam. Right? Have that as the kickoff. So bring in Shazam 2 and you know about Black Adam, they hear about Black Adam, but still bring in another, like introduce another villain, right? Introduce another villain, right? And have all that lead up to Black Adam showing up at the end. Right? So then, what we've been saying since the jump is the Man of Steel 2 movie will be, 
like an expanded kick-ass version of um the black adam superman shazam animated short right we're like super huge fans of right so that would be that's the move that would be a mars egg that's the move that's the, the move. other the other big rumor that we dropped this week was oh, hold, uh hold, hold, hold on now yeah. I, I, i'm sorry i wanted to add something um what gives this rumor legs what gives this rumor legs is the fact that the rocks production company seven bucks has their hands in the black adam movie and i believe in shazam because i believe they were also part of um the first shazam movie right so and then also the rock and henry cavill share the same manager right and the rock being the the heavyweight in hollywood that he is now right he wants and he demands for his black adam to face off against superman right so when he has his hands mixed in so many things he's got a lot of leverage right so henry <laughs> yeah, cavill thank you dwayne johnson for helping me <laughs> put the suit back on well here here well, and, all, and then all the changes that happened since at&t acquired um warner brothers Right, so that that whole old guard that interfered with movies and messed things up for the DCEU, right, they're all gone. They've all been replaced now, right? So there's a there are a lot of different factors, a lot of different right. factors that that like paved the way for this. So it's, well, it's quote, there's a quote quote says there is growing interest at the folks at AT and T of a Man of Steel sequel. Parent company AT and T doesn't want to do away with the DC extended universe canon started by Snyder. The trigger was pulled on the Snyder Cut at their behest, more so than Warner Brothers, because AT&T execs liked what Snyder screened. So, AT&T, Sutton, um, we, might, we might be leaving T-Mobile, go to AT&T, make sure they got that buddy to, to, to keep making these movies. All <laughs> faith in the Snyder Cut living up to the hype. The social media response from the fans has them thrilled about how they can expand the franchise. Well, there we go. And then, and then that's the thing, though, right? Because movie theaters might not make it. Might not make it out right. of the pandemic, right? So a lot of these companies are really focusing on... the streaming. On the streaming, their streaming platforms, right? So... There might be time for that 80-inch TV. Right or the or the eighty inch projection screens. That's all I'm saying. Yo, I think you might be right. I think you might be right. Right. So the fact that there was such a outcry, hey, hey for, for the Snyder cut on social media, right, with Fiona, with Fiona Jean leading it, right, and right. then also the fact that there was such a huge response. To when it was finally announced for next, I mean, and then it was announced for next year. It wasn't like, hey, yeah, the Snyder Cut will be there at the launch of HBO Max, which is what we were crying okay. for. But like the excitement had, didn't diminish not one iota because we have to wait till next year. I'm yeah. even more excited. I'm even more excited because I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for that first trailer to drop. And I need for Ben Affleck to hurry up and say yes. 
to um, returning as the best Batman ever. And doing his movie. So all I'm saying, dog, doing your movie. All right. What was the rumor? What was the rumor you were talking about that you sent me? You didn't send me. Or something. Had to do with the Batman? Crikey. Uh well, while you're thinking about it. Oh yes. The Batman. I sent it to you. Where apparently in Matt Reeves, the Batman, um, they'll be introducing a new Joker. Yes. And he's going to go over the two movies. So he's going to have an arc. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a bit, I thought that was a bit risky. I thought that was a bit risky. I don't know, man, because it seems like, like the Joker, the Joker has been a pretty good character. He's had a lot of success. Well, remember, though, that everybody is still hung up on Heath Ledger's Joker as the best ever Joker which I personally don't agree with, but, you know, I'm the exception, not the rule. <laughs> uh, you only like Cesar Romero's Joker because he's Latino. Or... <laughs> no, no, no. I really, I honestly, I'm one of those people that feel that, um, that Heath Ledger's Joker was catapulted to this untouchable state only because he died, not only because he killed himself. I don't know. I mean, that's a... I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm not saying he was the worst Joker. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that his Joker was bad. So who's your favorite Joker? Nicholson? I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know if I have a favorite Joker. Right. right? Especially since um, the, old, <laughs> the old guard at Warner Brothers cut out Jared Leto's Joker to like two scenes. Right. Right? We, think, didn't get, we didn't really get to see what he, what he brought to the character. Yeah, we were, we, I think we too are, are the few that were actually like, oh, it's not bad, which we could have seen more. Right. What we did see was like, oh, this dude's, this dude's insane. Because, like, even in the comics, like, some of the comics, some of the, like, I'm not going to say Elseworlds, because, but Elseworlds is a prob- probably the best um, description for, for us DC geeks. But there have been stories that have been written with the Joker being more, more of a thug. Right. More of a gangster, right? And dressed up. Even in the Dark Knight, in the Dark Knight, he was like this dressed up gangster joker, right? right. In, in the white suit, right? So I would have loved to be able to see what an actor as great as Jared Leto could have given to that character. But right. I mean, we know it's out, out there. They cut out all his scenes. Yeah, we know it's out there. So hopefully... Hashtag re- released the uh, airs cut so we could see some more of the Joker. Right, so yeah, so Matt Reeves, but I would say risky because, like the the majority of the re- of the response of Ayers Batman has been negative, right? Ninety percent of 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 not Ayers Batman of Matt Reeves's Batman has been negative, right? Ninety percent of Matt Reeves's Batmobile has been super negative right so right. it's like and i know that it's a it's like a soft reboot right it's like a soft reboot because no one needs to have batman's origin story retold right, right. that's i respect it that Zack snyder did like you know he just gave bits of flashbacks because we're all very familiar right right but, right. but like but, but, everything matt reeves everything matt reeves i can say the not everything but 
the bulk of everything that Matt Reeves has shown for his movie has been met with a lot of negativity from the moment he cast Pattinson as, as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Right. So like, that's why I said it's risky to like already say, Oh yeah, we're going to introduce the Joker because it's like, maybe you should have waited to, (laughs) to announce that after, after you've shown more of, of where his vision is for the Batman, since right now it's not really being met with any excitement. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's, I think oh, there is, yeah, I mean, it's not over the top. I think it's just because it's Batman. People are, some people just don't want any more Batman movies. They want other, other characters. Yeah, and not only that, but there are a lot of people who are really, really stuck on, on Nolan's Batman as being the best. Right. And look, I I I uh, watched the first two Nolan movies over the last couple of weeks. I was watching it, and it you know what? Ultimately, what ends up being the biggest problem for me with those movies, I like. I mean, watching it again, you know, um, Bell Bell's good. Bell, I mean, Bell's great. He's a great actor anyway. So, it, yeah, the voice is the voice is is it gets like. Um, rougher right each movie Ugh, right which i find hard because i'm like oh i could talk like that all the time but for me honestly the one thing that that i kept wanting the fight scenes to look like like snyder's batman fights yeah, look natural right yeah they're too slow they're too slow it's like they should have just they should have done the the hong kong trick and just sped them up right just to make them faster but that's the biggest problem. Like for me, like or or the Hollywood thing, and have somebody else in the suit for the fight scenes. Just you know, just just make them faster. Right. Put somebody else in the suit that can actually like throw a punch. I don't think Bale can throw a punch to save his life. But because because that was that was really I mean that's the only thing is the fighting with me with me okay. my my things against Bale as bad. Really good though. Like, like Bell is, he's a he's a brilliant actor. But for me, I think that he played a weak Bruce Wayne. Right? Especially you know especially in the second and third movies. Right? In the first one, he was like that Playboy, whatever, but but I think he was like a weak Bruce Wayne. Ah, see though, I think it's the opposite. Watch him again. I think he was weaker Bruce Wayne in the first, and he had hit his Bruce Wayne stride in the second. I'll, I'll watch them again. I mean, I mean, really good movies, though. Like, you can't, you, no. you know, favorite <laughs> Batman, not favorite Batman. They're, I mean, they're great Batman movies. You, and it's funny because you do. The, the weak Bruce Wayne, of course, the voice, because he was over the top ridiculous with the voice, but everybody knows that. But then also the same with the fights. The fights were like really slow and, and like telescoped. But overall, though, like, they're really good Batman movies. But they're well with the exception. I like them, and yeah. I still like I like them better than I like them better than um he, uh what's his name? Um Batman 89. Well I I mean I mean I mean yeah, like the Batman 89 and it's and it sucks because it's Tim Burton. Right? So Tim Burton tends to rely a lot on animation, right? And claymation stuff, right? Which is great for his animated movies, great for movies like Edward Scissorhands, 
right? But not so much of something as dark and brooding as Batman should be, right? Um, so, I mean, and a lot of, you know, I, I like him better. I mean, you know, the storytelling was definitely a lot better. Definitely a lot better. It's, it's, uh, and you get, and you do, you, and you do have more of Batman the detective in Batman Begins and in, in The Dark Knight. A lot, for me, it was like, whoa, okay, it's a lot more than I remember him being a detective in here. I don't remember that at all. I'll have to watch it again. I initially thought, I don't know, maybe rewatching it again with just kind of a blank slate since you haven't seen it in so long. You know, just it might alter a little bit. Oh, uh, a little bit. um, but yeah. So, yeah, with the Joker, with the Joker possibly showing up, uh, I don't know. That'd be great. Um, you know, uh, it's it's like everything else. Uh, take with a grain of salt because it's a rumor. Yeah, but we we just have to see what we just have to see what the movie is gonna. Anything about casting or anything, you know? Because I, I think it's just their idea of how they would like to continue the story, which remember they're using the long Halloween and the sequel to the dark, the long Halloween or, or um, what was it called? The dark. Also like rumor is that Matt Reeves dark Knight or something. So yeah. So Matt, Matt Reeves is actually not going to take a lot out of those movies. You mean comic books? I mean, yeah. Comic books. So yeah, we'll see. Halloween and and year one actually. No, it wasn't year one. It was a different one. Um, like everything that I've seen so far, like as far as the car and the bat suit and whatever, it's all out of the, um, year one and the and the motorcycle. It's 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 it looks very reminiscent of year one Batman. Batman Dark Victory. That was the other one. Batman Dark Victory, which is equal to the Long Halloween. So. Think year one, long Halloween, dark victory. From what I'm understanding, that's without all the stuff that I've read, that's a lot of ideas coming from from kind of those arc that arc. Yes, we'll see. We'll see. So it'll be it'll, I can't wait. I'm I'm glad they started filming. So I mean, they're gonna start filming soon. So I mean it doesn't matter. We're gonna watch them anyway. <laughs> gonna watch them, but but yes, for me, well for us. Right, um, Batfleck is the Batman. We love, we love you, Batfleck. Batfleck, we love you, man. Um, there was it was more there was more fluid motions with the fight scenes, right? right. Like when he turned his head, it was just his head. It wasn't like all the other Batmans was. Especially the first movie, right? The first movie was they they could never move their deck, right? So. <laughs> Like it's always like, oh, when, yeah, when Michael Keaton would um would shoot the <laughs> would shoot, like he was just, right, it was always, right. So at least with with Batfleck, like he would like the suit or whatever it was, and the fact that they buffed him up, right, so that he could fit the suit, not give him a big bulky suit, right. right? So that. That made yeah, so so we we looking at like, look, 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 that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, man. So that's uh yeah, man. So that's that's what we got for that. Um, and uh, that's it, man. That's all. I think that's all we got. I don't know what else we could talk about and and make it more boring when it comes to the Batman stuff. Um, but yeah. So Superman. Cavill is still Superman, you know, 
which is great because, I mean, Brandon Routh was, I think, a very underrated, excellent Superman, right? Um, of course, the number one is Christopher Reeve, right? But um, like Cavill, Cavill tops that list. Yeah, I might have to do a, uh, a Superman and a Man of Steel, like, back-to-back -back watch. Nah, I wouldn't do that. Because they're completely different movies, completely different Superman because of, well, completely different time. Yeah. Right? It's not like, you know, like, Brandon Roth only had one movie instead of, instead of the three, right? right? And Superman had four, but, again, different times, so different... I mean, come on, Richard Pryor outshined Christopher Reeve's Superman in, in Superman three, right? Um, and it was all remember it was all an Atari video game. It was like a villain, <laughs> but um, but um, even the Donna cut, whatever. It's it's still different times. At least if they would have given Brandon Routh Superman like more movies and and time to like really fill up the character, right? Then it would be the equivalent of like a Nolan Batman, which is more recent. Yeah, well, yeah. With Ralph, the fact that they tried to make it like a sequel to the to the to the second to the second one, yeah. Like it was a sequel to that. I think you already put too much too much burden on the character because you're you're comparing him backwards. You're not comparing him to. No, you're not. Character. You're not building, right? And you're then, not. and then on top of that. You're comparing him backwards to a movie that a lot of the present people or the kids or teenagers, young adults, like don't don't know what 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 it's a sequel to. Right, might not have even seen yet. Yeah, they haven't seen. They probably haven't even seen the movie. So yeah. it's, it's it's yeah, it was a bad idea for. Um, so the one thing I will say, this is completely as a non sequitur. So. Remember, um, so I put together a playlist of 1990s and the early 2000s, right? Christian hip hop. I sent it to Jay. I sent it to Angel. So if anybody wants to look for it, it's called 90s and double zeros Christian hip hop under my playlist, Joaquin Atlanta, I think is what I'm under. Uh, check it out. I just put all the different rap Christian rap groups from that those eras that I could remember, just all their albums that fit within that era. Um, I've been enjoying the heck out of it. <laughs> been nostalgic. Oh, so you created that? The one that you I did that link I sent you was me. Oh, nice. So let's share the link. Um, so we'll share the link. It's where on Instagram, I guess, we'll do that and on Facebook. Yeah. Um, yeah, and all I did, and I didn't, it's not, it's, I didn't go like, oh, this album. No, I said, yo, like, um, SFC put out these albums within that time frame. Those would put them out there. Hey, uh, you know, um, Pedity, right? There's a guy you probably heard a long time, Pedity. Like, I just put out the albums that he put out within that, that 90s up to 2010 time frame. If it's after 2010, it doesn't go in the list, doesn't go in the playlist. Right, so, uh, but I've just been, and it's like super crazy. Like I got like, you know, so like you go, you go from like the Tunnel Rats, you got um, 
like cross movement. You got just like all every group that I could think of that I could find that I that I remember that I thought was dope during that time. I put them in there. And there's some that I still haven't looked for that they're just some that you just can't find their albums, right? Because they were on Brainstorm and they just don't have the catalog on, on Spotify. Yeah. So there's no there's no um Corey Red and Precise on there. Right. But I did find that I but I did find Severe Entertainment's Mark of the East on Spotify. Mm -hmm. That's okay. So I threw it up. So I, obviously I threw I threw it up there. You know, the frontliners, I threw those dudes up there. I don't remember if them. Those dudes were so just like dropped off the face of the earth. They did one album and that was it. BBJ, I put him in there the other day. <laughs> yes. I love that album. I don't care what nobody says. Dude, he just dropped. I mean, but the the comparisons were well. Hey. I'm not saying that the comparisons are unfounded. Right. I'm saying that I like that album still. Don't it was care. Straight bite strip. Like it was, and I met the guy, right? I met the guy. I saw him live. I met the guy. And he's a great guy, or he was a great guy. I don't know. It was years ago, right? But like you can't put the two albums together and it's like um, uh, an explicit and a clean version. Right. But no, but I've done all kinds of stuff. So I've done like underground stuff. I've done like syntax records, some of their stuff. Oh, their stuff is dope. Um, and I still gotta go back and some of their stuff. I was like, ah, I'm not gonna add it, but I'm like, no, you know what? I am gonna add it because it's from that era, right? right. Even though I didn't like it per se, but you know, so like I added, you know, like so I added uh, then I added some compilations, Urban Soldiers one, two, and three. Okay. I added um the syntax uh you know, so there, I'm, I'm continually just kind of as I'm, as I'm relooking and looking, adding. I gotta go add the truth, right? Just because, I mean, I wasn't a big fan, but it's from that era, so it, it belongs, right? Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. I mean, I was a, I was a fan of his like his his earlier work. Yeah, like his, yeah, probably his first two or three albums, which fall within that era. Right. So, I, like I said, as I remember, as I'm thinking about it, I'm throwing that stuff in there. So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll share it, check it out. Some stuff you, and I was, I was thinking, Jay's like, if you listen to it, there's gonna be some stuff you're like, what? I ain't never heard this. <laughs> I, I don't even know who these dudes are. Probably because there's a lot of, um, before there was no digital distribution or none of this stuff like, like there right. is now. So you being in Georgia and me being in New York, a lot of the stuff that I listened to was Northeast, right? right. Northeast mainly, East Coast mainly, right? So. Right. So I, I had to go back. As I'm thinking about it, I got to add the Grape Tree record stuff, which was that that Southern bounce, New Orleans. You know, like they were the no limit of the Christian of the Christian realm, right? Because they put out so many albums. So, yeah, man. So yeah, so I was gonna share it, and um, it'll be uh, it should be fun to watch or listen to, especially for us older dudes that they grew up grew up with a lot of that a lot of that music. So. All right, man. So let's let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. What are we talking about, Pastor Jay? Hold on, man. I have uh, issues at home. Uh -oh. um, so today, we, okay. So so before we started this podcast, we got into a conversation about should believers should believers. So I'm, like every other episode of the podcast, we're focused on us only. 
right? So should believers partake of or be a part of cancel culture, right? And I think we're both in agreement that um, that's a hard pass. It's a hard no. Hard no. It would be a no for me, Nancy. Um, because being a part of cancel culture, all right, no. Cancel culture is a rejection of forgiveness, right? right? According to cancel culture, <laughs> not according to us only, but according to cancel culture and what it does and the fruits of cancel culture, cancel culture rejects forgiveness, right? right. And, um, and the idea of forgiveness. And um, so, but, but because of the climate of things now, but even as they've been years ago, um, you know, cancel culture, actually it's, it's, it's a new thing, but it's a real thing. And I'm sure that we all know people who are a part of cancel culture or who agree with a lot of things within cancel culture, believers or not. Now, again, this is not for the non-believer, right? Because as Paul teaches, like, why should I, <laughs> like, what business do I have uh, in judging a non-believer, right? So we're talking to the believers and yes, we're judging believers because this is the Bible, right? Um, so, right, Paul, the Apostle Paul, who is the father of the modern church, right? Who is, who wrote the most books of the Bible, right? And we get our, whatever, right? The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul ends Philippians 3 by saying, one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the price for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus, right? Verses 13 and 14, right? So God, God himself separates us from the sins of our past, according to the psalmist, as far as the east is from the west, where the two will never meet, right? So that's that's pretty far, right? Paul teaches about, in, in here, he talks about like forgetting what is behind him or not focusing on what's behind him, but striving and running ahead and towards the goal of the present of the future, which is in Christ Jesus. So why do believers participate in cancel culture? Right? How, how can you, and, and the reason why we bring this up, why we even talked about this is because um, the actor that played Elongated Man or Ralph Dibney on The Flash was just fired, like from one day to the next. He was right. fired for mm -hmm. some tweets that he made like... Six to eight years ago. Yeah, like I was going to say eight to ten, but sure. Let's say six, right. Right? six to ten years ago, right? Um, and everybody just ganged up on him. And even... Grant Gustin ganged up on him. Oh, well, that is not the flash way. And that's not what we're trying to do here. But you know what? Since he first appeared to this last season, which was heavy elongated man season, especially the second half, right? Um, 
he was the guy that was working with you day in and day out. Right. right. And if, you know, how many years, how many seasons has it been on the flash? Was it like two or three? Right. And he went from being somebody who's supposed to have a few episodes to be cast as a series regular. So there was something about the actor and the person right. that you loved enough to keep him on and make him a series regular and call him family, right? Because that's the big thing about, about the flash on and off the screen, right? You work with people that become family and the right. flash, oh, this is a family and whatever. But then you found out something that he did six to 10 years ago and you made him pay for it now. Now, was right. it in the name of wokeness? Was it in the real name of justice? Like, if all this stuff going on with the protests and everything happening were not happening, would he have been fired? So is it, uh, is it uh, an issue of false piety, right? Vir virtue signaling, right. Yeah, well, that's, that's the one. That's, that, that's the term that you use. Yeah. I never remember that term, right? Is it, is it virtue signaling? Right? Or is he still, or is he still today the same person that he was six to 10 years ago and right. you were ignoring it until finally you just couldn't take it anymore? Right? Because right. again, Paul even teaches that if the evil keeps coming back to the body, then you need to then get him away, get him out, and leave him to God. Right? right. So there are a lot of things there. But if he was with them for all these years, and he was accepted and he was embraced. And then all of a sudden, hey, well, you know, 10 years ago, you tweeted this, right? What's going on there? And you never gave him a chance to explain, to apologize. And you just fired him and got rid of him and basically judged and condemned him for somebody that he probably wasn't anymore, right? Because who I am now not the same person I was 10 years ago. Right. Right. Or more. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Right. But it's not, the, it's not who I was. Right. And we see all the memes and we see all the people like, Oh, don't judge me by my past. Cause I don't live there anymore. All these, all this wokeness and all this, whatever people, right. Same right. like that. Right. Don't judge me by my past. I don't live there anymore. But then at the same time, you rally behind cancel culture to fire somebody or to end someone's life, right? Because of something that they did in their past, right? And we as Christians, forgiveness is one of our tenets, right? It's not even something that is, it's not something that's glossed over, right? There will be no redemption without forgiveness, right? Forgiveness is something that was done to us and was because it was done to us, we are commanded to do it for everyone, right? To do it to everyone, right? It's it's a part of it was it's one it's a part of our core beliefs, right? So we were talking like should should the Bible believing Christian because there are a lot of Christians out there, a lot of different types, right? But should the Bible believing Christian? who say that they have been born again, they have been forgiven by Christ, they have been renewed and redeemed, right? Should they, should we participate and be a part of cancel culture? Does cancel culture align itself with kingdom culture? 
right. say no. Many of you might agree with us, but I'm pretty sure that there'll be many of you that do not. Right, they disagree, right. And right, because, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's just the thing, right? We've always heard it, you know, oh, I don't think it's right that dot, dot, dot. They don't let me participate or they don't let me do this because of my past. But then we're always quick to turn around. That's the problem, right? We're quick to turn around and, uh, you know, want to, you know, want to deal with someone else's past and not with the person. Now, listen, if, if it's something that, because I think there, there, you know, we, we, we have to be careful, right? So like if, it, if it's, you know, if, if it's something that you continuously are doing, right? You continually do, right? You continually do, continually do. Well, that's different, right? right. No, you're not allowed to participate in X, Y, Z because you're, 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 you know, you just continue to do this, this thing. But if it's something that happened 20 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago, three years ago, and we've seen that there's a, there's an arc where you have left those things behind. You're not saying those things or doing those things. And how do we right begin that restorative process back into um, into the kingdom stuff, right? I mean, that's, I mean, there's, there's room for that. But I think what bothers me sometimes too is, is how quick we're to jump on when something bad happens on, well, but in the past they did this. Right. But that's why they deserve, that's why what happened now is not, it's not that bad. It's just consequences, even though, no, it's not consequences of the past, it's consequences of what, maybe what happened now. Or what happened now is consequences of, of how other people behave. I mean, there's just, it's, it's about the variables, right? It's about looking at something within the context of that thing and not trying to fit a larger, a larger um, narrative to it or bringing in, a, you know, just dragging in all this stuff from the past just because it helps you fit or it helps whatever your narrative is right now, it fits it, right? So, well, yeah you know, he stole a candy bar 10 years ago. You see, so what happened to him now getting arrested for stealing, you know, for stealing or, or getting arrested because somebody accused him of stealing, or if it's the pattern. Right. If it's, if it's a 20 year old pattern. Right. right. Um. <laughs> but the only thing they might've stole was a candy bar 20 years ago. Right. And what happened to them now ago, right. Is, you know, it's a completely different thing. And so, so like, well, it's like when I mentioned, when we were talking earlier, right? Um, so imagine I'll be married. Well, I've been married nine years. We've been together 10 years, right? And, um, and my wife finds out that 15 years ago, I'd said something. I made like uh, a joke against people from Poland, right? Because that's where she's from, right? Right. I made a joke against people from Poland, right? And I thought it was funny. And she finds out, right? Because maybe a family member or a friend that heard me say it's like, oh, wait a minute, your wife is from Poland. Remember when you said this joke? I think it was like 20 years ago. And then they say, and I'm like, yeah, I remember that. But, you know, that was me 20 years ago. I was dumb and stupid. I really didn't know much. But thanks right. to my wife now, like, I know a little better and I know better. I, 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 I know better, right? Um, and she says, you know what? No. You said that 20 years ago. I'm divorcing you. We're done. I'm going to divorce you, and I'm taking the kids, and I'm going to move to Poland, right? 
Right. And then everybody in the room agrees with her. Right. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You should do that. Because he did say that 20 years ago. And um, he might say it again. And you just never know. Maybe he secretly hates you and whatever. You know, and they all agree with her. They all kick me out of the house, keep me away from my family, make sure that I get fired, right? Make sure that there is no hope or chance for redemption. Right. You know what happened 20 years. Now, that would have happened. You would have to agree that that would be messed up. That would be so freaking wrong. But for whatever reason, right. participate in that daily, right? right? Daily. Whether something happens or not, still our thought process is, well, they should be fired or they should this or they should pay for that or whatever. And funny enough, funny enough, I did used to say a lot of Polish jokes. <laughs> I did used to say a lot of Polish jokes. But um, thankfully, my wife is not does not subscribe to to that thought process. Actually, actually, I don't know if you remember this, Tito, but what she did was prove me different, right? Prove me wrong. A lot of the people that I grew up respecting as the nerd that I am actually turned out to be Polish. Right? I had no idea, right? Like, you know, hey, well, you know, Copernicus was a genius, and he did this, and he, if not for him, we would still think we're the center of the universe. Hey, well, check it out. Guess what? Copernicus is Polish. Wait a minute, but you're a New Yorker. You already think you're the center of the universe. No, I meant, I meant the world. Oh, you mean a larger, larger the world. You know, if not, for Copernicus, <laughs> if, if not for Copernicus, all the flat earthers will be right. I mean, who says they're wrong? That's a whole other conspiracy to get into. <laughs> Right, but seriously, you know, then I come to find out Copernicus is Polish. I had no idea, right? But that was racism. I thought he was that thing you put out at the table for a hollow for uh, Thanksgiving, where you put the fruit in. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of that actually. It's called the cup, something or the other. <laughs> right, or Marie Curie, right, was actually Polish. Curie was her husband's name. But we're not taught that, right? But um, fact of the matter is, is that if forgiveness, if forgiveness and showing fruit of said redemption, right? And believing that God makes all things new, right? As believers, we need or we should reject this thing called cancel culture because cancel culture goes against one of the foundations that connect us as kingdom. It's as cornucopia, kingdom. by the way. Cornucopia, there you go. As kingdom people, as kingdom people, right? right. And, and I've had, I've been since, since the world exploded or imploded, right? Since the world, since the world imploded, I have been on this pursuit of what the kingdom, the kingdom of God here on earth ideally should look like, be like, and sound like, right? Right. Um, because I said it in, my, in the episode of AOJ that, that drops Thursday, and I'll say it here. Um, social media, <laughs> social media is a beast. And I'm, day by day, I'm being more convinced that, that, that Twitter was created by, by Satan himself. <laughs> right 
um, because I get on there. And, and this is the thing. The way I think, I don't get upset when unbelievers say, thing, say things that unbelievers should or would say. Right. You don't get mad for a non-believer to talk junk about God and Jesus and Christians. Right. They don't believe in them. You shouldn't. Right? right? But I'm saying you don't get mad because they said it. Because they don't believe. So what else are they going to say? Right. But when Christians, when Christians say things that sound like they should come out of the mouth of a non-believer or co-sign with something that a non-believer says, then I have issue, right? When I see that Christians tweet or say things that don't sound like they should come out of the mouth of a believer, right? Because the Bible says that from the abundance of the heart, like, uh, great, I just, just misquoted the verse, that from the mouth comes out what's in the right. Right, what comes out of your mouth is, is comes from the abundance of your heart. your heart, right? So that shows me that there's a heart problem, but then it also shows me that maybe there isn't a Jesus thing, but a, but a, a church building thing, because there are a lot of people that are more into the culture of the church that they go to rather than reflect right. the culture of the kingdom. Well, well that and, and the fact that you're tweeting out, what is it, 250 characters? Is that the end of the day? I think it's more than that now. So... You know, no, yeah, one eighty was before. Yeah, but whatever. And the fact, I think, see, and this is and this is part of the problem, right? Because you know, people want to have conversations, but they're having conversations over Twitter, right? So there's no, you, you can't, you you can't, you know, tone, you know, inflection. There might be a larger idea, but the person does didn't exp, doesn't doesn't express it. They express the one thought, and so within the no context of everything, right? Um, it, it stirs up, it stirs up stuff. And so then you end up having, you know, where you have those disagreements, where you, where you start wanting to cancel somebody because they said something that might, that if they gave it a, a larger context and you're talking to them and you know the person, you understand maybe a little more of what they're saying or why they're saying it. Regardless of how, foul you might think it is <clears throat> and i think and so and so i think out of that i think there's a lot of unforgiveness being built on twitter amongst amongst believers because they're taking everything on twitter at face value right right they're not going you know what let me reach out to this person and just kind of talk to them and see if they can kind of help me explain where they're at and it might be a situation where you go, oh, I get it. I still disagree with you. I still think you're wrong. But I, I, at least I understand your, 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 your thought process. You know? And I think that, that that's the problem, right? We're, we're getting ourselves, and this brings me to this verse that I pulled up earlier, right? Uh, it's 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse uh, 24, he goes, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. That's Twitter. <laughs> That's Facebook. That's, yeah, That's Instagram. All of Twitter. Because right? You, you can't really go back and go, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, I don't know what other, what other media, social media, plat Snapchat, I don't think Snapchat, you, you, people get into it like that. That's Reddit. That's, I, I mean, I don't know. 
Uh, and it said, so it says, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach patient, patiently, patiently enduring evil, mm. correcting his opponents with gentleness. What? No. God, God. Tell us to, to do it with gentleness. Get out of here. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they, and they may come to their sense and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So, <clears throat> I, Jay's, I, I get on Twitter every once in a while, like if I get an alert and I might go read and then I always regret it because it, it's never anything good. Um, yeah, I'm on that a lot more now. But I think that's the I think that's that's the with this whole idea of cancel culture, with this whole idea of, of Christians and how do we navigate? I think, you know, we need to stop getting involved in these quarrels. And you see it all the time on Twitter with Christians against Christians or Christians against other people or other people against Christians. We get caught up. And what's funny is that um you know, it says not quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach patiently enduring evil. And what we see is we, we see a lot of impatience. You're wrong. Your theology's wrong. Your well, Jesus is wrong. We see a lot of impatience and we see a lot of um, pride. <clears throat> right. What no one on Twitter is willing to read and reflect or, or just listen or, well, not listen, but read. Right. right? Always my stance, your stance. Right. And right. All right, so Lecrae lately, I've been noticing that he's being, he's been getting attacked left and right, more than usual, right? But like with that, with him specifically, I noticed that he'll put something out there, right? And then um, like I even, I, 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 told, I, I, I told my wife this, he'll put something out there and then he'll get all this ugliness from Christians, right? All this ugliness. And there was one instance in particular where, like, I had to get off Instagram. It was on Instagram, right? But um, I read, I read it to the wife first, and I was like, "Yo, like, no lie, no lie. Like, I'll give crap when I have to give crap, but I also give credit where credit is due." Right. And props to Lecrae because he responded. Yo, he responded um, lovingly. He responded with understanding, right? And um, and I wouldn't have. <laughs> like, like, we don't talk. I wouldn't have. I, I would not have. Like, I got to give him props. Like, that took a lot of understanding and a lot of patience, right? Because I got offended for him, so I can only imagine how he got it when he first read it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he went, and his response was like, dope it was knowledgeable it was loving patient and i was like nah man freak that i would have torn that kid to shreds right? and then come back later and <laughs> delete delete my response but i, I would have torn him to shreds because right. i saw how it wasn't towards me but it still like incited anger in me right i mean that shows me get off of this and uh put on a movie right <laughs> I think that was last week because today I actually responded for him and I think I called somebody an ass. But uh, no, I'm pretty sure I called somebody an ass. But 
that's it. But that's the thing, though, right? It's like, um, but but the response, and I'll show it to you off of this, right? I show it to. I'll show it. Well, I'll tell you what it is because I won't be able to find it. I'll tell you what it is. What happened um, off of this, but um, it's real easy. It's real easy for us to be like, well, you know what? This is what I think, and this is how I believe, and I'm right, and everybody else is wrong. Right. And and it is easy to find 10, 20 people that agree with your point of view, right? And then start something with a hashtag on social media that'll gain traction because then you'll find that there are other people who are also ignorantly and and pridefully um, minded. And next thing you know, there's this whole cancel thing. And you're a Christian. So imagine if cancel culture came from God, right? If cancel culture came from God and God is there with Jesus, I'm like, yo, this person said this. No, cancel, right? Like, right? Like, We'd all been canceled a long time ago. You know what? You're dead to me. That person's dead to me. That's it. There are a lot of people that I no longer interact with that are out of my life because before cancel culture became a thing globally, before it became a hashtag, that was that was my mindset. You're dead to me. I'm done. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. It's like it's funny how we don't we don't cancel the things that we need to cancel out of our lives, right? We just cancel the things that we disagree with out of our lives. Right. And then we talk about people being in a bubble. Oh, people that watch Fox News, they're just in a bubble. People that watch CNN, they're just in a bubble. Well, you're in your own bubble. Yeah. You're in that Twitter bubble. You're in that, <laughs> bubble. You're in that whatever bubble. You're in the social media bubble. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, you know, and when people say there needs to be conversation, you talk about something that drives me crazy. It's like, no, you don't want conversation. You want me, right? Because I'm, I'm listening, so this is how I take it, right? You want me just to listen to whatever you say and agree with it. Agree. And if I don't agree with it, then I'm wrong. And I have to self-reflect. And maybe I have some self-hatred as a Latino or because I'm a white Latino, I, I just, you know, I don't understand my privilege and blah, 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 blah. Right? I'll say it. <laughs> right? Because it's true. It's true. Because it's, because it's true. Right? Somebody one time told me, he's like, what? Why do you call yourself a white Rican? That's so weird. That's so, and I'm like, it's a joke. But, but it stems out of how Latinos have perceived me. And how they react to me. And Jake can attest to it because he's been with me. I was there. <laughs> right? So, you know, it's a, it's a thing. But we don't want to listen. We just want to, we want people to, we want people to agree with our feelings. Because a lot of times that's what it is. It's just our feelings anyway. Yeah. Right? And then if they don't, oh, then I got to cut this person out of my life. Right. Right? But yet, but yet we still dip our hands and we still dip our feet and our heads in the things that are truly destructive in our lives right. and we so, don't want to get rid of those things. So, so right. So when people, kind of went that way, but the people use the verse, you know, judge not lest you be judged according to the same measure. When they use it wrong, we have a problem, right? right? But this is one of those cases where it's used correctly, right? Judge not lest you be judged according to your own measure. Right. So we all have a past that we've been forgiven. We've been forgiven of right, right. now. If your past, had to do with a felony, right? Then yes, you've been forgiven, right? But your record has not been expunged. Right. Right. And so things need to be, need to move accordingly, right? right? 
but right, we all have a past. And if you have been renewed, right, and I still come at you with things, with judgments and condemnations on who you were, right, then I'm no better than the people that dragged the adulterous woman to Jesus, right? right? I'm no better than them. Neither are you, okay? Now, I'm not saying, or we're not saying that um, Sawyer from The Flash is a believer, right? But we are saying that judging and condemning someone for something that they did 10, 15, 20 years ago is a wrong and diabolical act, right? Yeah. They did it to him now. They did it to James Gunn. They did it to Kevin Hart, right? And they'll continue to do it. They'll just continue to right. do it because that's just the norm of a non-godly mentality because a godly mentality shows you that people were so worth redeeming that God sent his son for all of us, right? Yeah. And because he forgave us and we have been redeemed, then we forgive others because they are also worthy of redemption, right? So the word cancel culture, the thought process or processes behind cancel culture should not be in the mind of any believer. Those words should not come out of the mouths of any believer. We as Christians need to cancel, cancel culture. Right. Remember, because remember. it does not reflect Jesus. It does not reflect the renewal of our minds, right? Which is very important when we are part of the kingdom. We reflect and we show that we are kingdom-minded because, according to Romans twelve two, we have been renewed. Our minds have been renewed and renewed to think and to react and respond, not in the ways that um, is secular or, or in the mindset or thought processes outside of the kingdom, but to do all these things with the thoughts and the mind of Christ within the kingdom. And I think I'm done. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. Remember, uh, you know, remember Peter came to Jesus and said, how many times do I, do I forgive the brother that sinned against me? Right? What did Jesus say? 77 or seven times seven. 77 times seven. And obviously it's not it's it's not for you to count. Right. Well, that's a lot. But when we take offense, right, the idea is right, when we take offense, right? Now I can't forgive that dude for what he said. Now we're starting to now we're starting to not forgive people for things they say, not for things they do. Right. Maybe remember that. If you feel this dude sinned against you, Jesus didn't say go to him. Jesus said you forgive him 77, you know, 77 times seven. You forgive him. And um my my last thing is this: If you, you know, like Jay said, Christians need to cancel, cancel culture. Um, and we need to take it old school. We need to get off Twitter, and we need to start having conversations with people. We want things to change. That's how they change. I've yet to meet a person that said my mind was changed over what you put on Facebook, over what you put on Twitter. I'm saying it doesn't happen, so don't come at me with, well, I know a guy. I'll punch, you in the, I'll punch you in the mouth, and you'll be offended by me. Go give me the exception. Or, right, the rule is, I've yet to meet somebody. I don't think Jay's, I could think Jay can attest to this. I've yet to meet somebody that changed their mind because of something you posted on Twitter or because you posted on Facebook. 
but I've met many people that changed their minds when they had honest, honest, loving conversations about whatever the topic is. And that would be my suggestion. Forgiveness, it's easy to say forgive, it's easy to be forgive, to be about forgiveness when you could shut your app down and not worry about it. Reality is you never forgave. Let's walk in forgiveness. You got to see the person eye to eye. Jesus, Jesus didn't die theoretically in the clouds for us to be forgiven. He took it to the streets as it were. <laughs> and, he, and he did it physically. He's, he looked his haters in the eye. He looked at them in the eye. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Father, forgive them. Done. Oh. That's it. We're done. Thank you for joining us. Me, I gotta go see my girl. Jay gotta go see his girl because we talk way too much, like teenage girls. So, <laughs> great. Now we're gonna get canceled by teenage girls. Teenage girls. Until next week. Thanks for joining us. As always, I'm Joaquin. Thanks for listening. Go Remember to go to the overflowpodcast.com to subscribe to the podcast on all streaming platforms and catch up on all the links of the week. And don't forget to follow our playlist on Spotify.